Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity you have given us once again to come in your presence. What a great privilege a human being can have to talk to the Creator, to talk to the order of salvation, the order of redemption. Father, Lord, we come with humility this evening. As this song has expressed it so well, Father, we have nothing else to, we have nothing to hide. We open all the doors. All the windows, everything of our whole being, Father. We want to be transparent, sincere towards you. Father, may the light of the word of God penetrate through us, Father, from the inside to the outside. Father, Lord, we lay, O oh God, here we are bare at your feet. We want you, Lord, to come and dwell inside of our heart. We empty out ourselves from anything else, Father, just to focus on you. Let the Holy Spirit come and dwell, not just for a temporary work, but to dwell permanently, Father. Lord, we need you. We need you constantly. Laodicea has rejected you, but Father, we realize that we cannot walk without you holding our hand. We depend completely on you, Father. May your life come and dwell inside of us. As we heard this morning, without your life, your Father, we'd be just like a log that will rot so Father, will be rotten so fast. Lord, we need to stay constantly in your presence. May you come, Father, and quicken our heart. May you come and make your word real once again this evening. Father, visit each heart. Whether that heart is here, whether that home, wherever they are, Lord, may you visit them, Lord, in a special way. We love your word because your word is yourself. Father, we give you the glory and the honor. May you bless, Father, Lord, this time as we commit ourselves to you to be gathered around the revealed word of the hour. Father, we love you with all our heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, musicians. God bless you richly. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening. And thank God for speaking to heart this morning. Amen. The responding seed. Without that seed inside of us, we wouldn't be here. And be here, it's only because he put something inside of us that can respond to that. Amen. Blessed servant, and the word that we heard, may it bring forth the fruits for which it has been sent forth. I invite you to go to the word of God, in the book of Psalms 82. I'll read this. Small scripture, and then uh, I'll read it further 
another scripture, another place. Psalm 22, 82, sorry. Verse 6. I have said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. May God bless his word. Just pray once again. Father, we thank you for the portion of the scripture. Thank you for your word. It is inspired behind it, Father. There is a context behind it. Father, many preachers can take the same word, the same sentence as the Holy Spirit is leading, Father. It can be real and speaking to the heart of the people. Father, we need, Lord, your words to increase our faith, to show where we are, who we are, according to your word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Father, Lord, remember us, uh, your servant, Brother Andrew Dodd, as we'll be ministering this evening, Father. May you, Lord, be with him, Lord. May you use him, Father, for your glory and for your honor. May you, Father, Lord, speak through him and let the people be blessed. Father, as the ministry and the gift is for the body. Bless them, Father, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And have you sit. Bless you. I'd like to take a little bit of thought or continuation of the thought that I spoke last time and just to read and give it its title, The Children of the Most High. I wanted to, I was hesitating to put it, the choking realities of the children of the Most High, but I'll limit it to the children of the Most High. Why is it, is it a choking statement? Because by the statement, the Bible is declaring, you are gods. And, uh, and then he goes on and says, you are the children of the Most High. Think about it that the Pharisees had this scripture, they had this word, but they couldn't understand it, they couldn't grasp it. They couldn't realize who they were and just believe that in this time we start realizing what that scripture was and what it means. Jesus Christ brought that to the, to the, to the Pharisees and showed them, and that's just what I want to read. And I want to read it in John 10, 25. And I just don't want it to be as a statement, maybe just a statement and then feel, okay, this, this, but... Just realizing, no matter what, I'm a child of God. Because once you realize who you are and realize what God, what God stands behind the child of God, then Satan becomes defeated. Because he knows that there is no way you can make him doubt, you can, there's no way you can make him discouraged. He's a child of God. What a privilege to be a child of God. If I was the child of the queen, the child of the king, the child of the prime minister, I'll feel honored. I'll feel honored that the way I walk and I think, humanly speaking, I'm like, oh, I'm a child of someone that everybody recognizes. What about being the child of the almighty God himself? In which position we should be in? Not to boast, not to boast, but to be in the position where we, you can tell Satan, you know who I am. You have no authority here. You have no place here. 
You cannot shake me. You cannot make me doubt the word of God. It's the word of God that declares who I am. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ is going in the channel and is telling them, Jesus, uh, John 10, 25 says, Jesus said, Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. I believe the bride has to come to that level. You have to see that the works that I do, the life that I'm bearing, the life that I'm expressing, is the life of Jesus Christ. The word that I believe in, now it's not only in the books anymore, now it becomes a reality to me. You might not believe what I'm saying. What would be a hard thing to try to put something someone else says, you know, this is what the word is saying, this is the word of saying, if yourself cannot live the word of God. But when you are living the word of God, it is an example that the life that is in the word of God can be expressed to you, amen. And that's what Jesus Christ came to that level, says, I know you won't believe. I know you will not believe. But the works that I'm living, the life that I'm living, who can condemn me of sin? Who can say that I'm not fulfilling the word of God of my time? Then let him come and try to reproach me. But he knew where he was standing, amen. And that's where the bride is coming. Oh, praise be to God. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, as we heard this morning, because there was nothing inside of them to respond to the word of God, that's why they could not believe. No matter how plain it was, no matter how, 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 how clear it was. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder, he came even, the, when, when the Pharisees asked him, are you really the son of God? He says, you said it. In other words, yes, I am the son of God. What else do you want as a declaration for him to tell you that I am a son of God? But still they could not believe because there was nothing inside of them to believe. But he says, my sheep hear my voice. My children will hear my voice. Those who have the seed of God will hear my voice. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. He knows them personally by name. He knows them exactly where they are. Amen. No matter where you might be hiding, by the light of the word of God will come and find you where you were. Amen. No matter where you have been, you're in this position, in the lower position you might have been but the light of God came and touched the seed and you responded I am a daughter of God I am a son of God and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish they shall never perish you can never perish as God can never perish you have eternal life inside of you the seed inside of you came from God and is returning back to God Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This is the word of Jesus Christ. No one can take them out of my hand. They are mine and they belong to me. And I know their name. I know their position. I know who they are. I am their father. And no one can take them out of my hand. Shocking reality. Amen. Once you realize that, you know your position. Oh, praise be to God. Satan has no power over you. My father which gave them is greater than them all. No one can be greater than my father. No one can be greater than God. No one can be greater than the word of God expressed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. In that day you shall know that I am in you and you are in me. And that day, which day? In this day we know that is inside of us. The same spirit that was on Jesus Christ is now in the bride. 
Oh, glory to God. Then the Jews took up stones against, again to stone him. Oh, because it was a declaration, it was something that's breathtaking. How can a man, we know where he was born, we know he grew up, we know how can he come to the level when he can say, I and my father are one. Now putting yourself in the same representation, I always look at them from the outside. But you and I, we have sometimes, the Pharisees, I put that this way, we have sometimes the Pharisees constantly in our mind. Because he's reminding us, I know how you grew up, I know your mistakes, I know where you went, I know your background. The Pharisees is always there. I can't, you can't believe that word of God. It's not possible. But the seed inside can look at the word of God and says, Oh, I'm not looking at what my flesh is saying, what my background is saying, the mistakes I'm making. I'm believing the word of God. In the Father and my soul, we are one. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, Psalm 82, 6, that you are God? They had completely forgotten that. They couldn't apply it to themselves. They couldn't see that there was a reality. They were just, uh, I'll say, servants under the Romans. They couldn't see that, oh, we are just under these uh, trials. We are living like other people. We are under this pandemic. We are all these things. We are just like other people. You are gods. And if you call them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say of him whom the Father had sanctified and sent into the world, thy blasphemous, because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, believe not. But if I do, though you believe not, believe the works." That you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. And that's where we are going. Amen. It's not a coincidence as we look in the scripture here that as the children of the Most High, this first expression, the Most High, the expression, the Most High, the first time it has been used in the King's James Version in the Bible that we have, it was in the time of Abraham when Melchizedek visited Abraham. It's all it says in the word of God, you are the God the most high. In other words, you are Elohim. You are the God the most high, Elohim, Elilion. The title Lord most high in the Hebrew word is Elohim, Yahweh. So when God presents himself to Abraham, he's the priest of the most high. He is the possessor of heaven and earth. It means he's the possessor of all things. 
As I was sharing the other time, oh, you know, the, the character of Abraham is one of the character. I was sharing the brothers and sisters one time. But the, the character of Abraham is a character that the brother Barnum has used so many times. The, used so many times, probably even most of the time, is a character we can all refer to, we can identify to. Abraham was, he was not a special man, he was just a, a human being like you and I. But he had received the priest of the Most High. He met him. He knew that there was a city where the, the maker and the founder was God because he has met the high priest. You and I, we have to meet the high priest. You and I, we have to meet him the same way. And I believe we have met him. That's why we have that longing in our heart for that city because we met him. Amen. Melchizedek is telling you this evening, you are blessed, Abraham. If you can identify yourself as the seed of Abraham, you are blessed Abraham of the last age. You are blessed of the possessor of heaven and earth through his grace. Not only that, but you are the child of the most high. Think about it, brother Manam. Brother Manam, I think he says some places Israel was always referred to as the servant, not as a son. But you are the son of God. Abraham was referring to some in the Bible in Genesis 26 as Abraham is my servant. But God is coming to us and telling you are my son and my daughter. Think about it. God has always wanted to have a relationship as a father with his son. He has always wanted to establish that relationship of father and son. That's why he could take Israel and brought them through that journey. He wanted to bring Israel and, and have that relationship with Israel as a son, as a son, as a father and a son. But Israel could never realize who they really were. Amen. I'm saying that because in the word of God in Exodus 4, 22, it says like this, brother, can, brother, brother Mark can put it for me. Exodus 2, 4, 22 says that, shall say unto Pharaoh that saved the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. And if I refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Israel, God is taking even Israel to, to, to represent here as the firstborn. Israel, I want to show you that I'm your father and you are my son. But Israel never came to that realization of who they were. They never came to a realization of that because, it may, because maybe of the dispensation also, that they could never come and grasp that reality that God wants them to be sons of God. That's why, unfortunately, in Exodus 19.5, they accepted the law instead of grace. Grace was given unto them. Grace has provided a prophet. Grace has provided what they have need of. Grace has provided a pillow of fire. But they could change grace for the law. The law can never bring you to the position of a son, a daughter of God. I'll repeat it once again. The law can never bring you to the position of a son and a daughter of God. Just imagine you have your daughter, you have your son. And you say, you know, in order for you to be my daughter, in order for you to be my son, you have to clean up my car, you have to clean up, uh, you have to do my shopping, you have to do this, you have to do this. After you do all the checkpoints, then you are my daughter. Then you are my son. It doesn't work that way. There's no if in a relationship of a son and a father. She is your son, or she is your son. She is your daughter, or he is your son. 
because he was born in the family, you can never change that. He has been your son since he was born. He's part of you. You can never change him. His behavior might hinder him, prevent him to come to the level of maturity, but he remains your son. Her behavior might prevent her to come to the level of maturity, but she remains your daughter. That's the same thing with us of God. We are sons of God, but there is a behavior that we have to go. That in order to come to adoption, there is the conduct, there is the discipline, there is the life that you have. You have to express your love towards him. There is a relationship that has to happen. Then you come to that level when he can say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased to dwell in. That's what this message is. The message comes to bring us back into sonship with God. Denominations have brought us into law, into servanthood. We needed the message of grace. The capstone message is not the message of law. It's the message of grace because only grace can bring you into the relationship with the sonship. Grace doesn't have the relationship of sonship, doesn't need any law in order to come to that level, but it's only grace. It takes us, that's why the message comes to take us from Exodus 19 to Revelation 19, where God can say, unto her was granted that she will be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Because sonship is our relation, is our inheritance. God has his own sonship. God has his own sonship. But now God wants to bring us also to that inheritance of sonship. Amen. Want to read what the word of God is saying here? Are you with me this evening? Adoption, the prophet says, I have an inheritance. Inheritance of eternal life. God sent Jesus to make that inheritance real to me because there was nothing I could do to inherit it. It was blank. It was valid. There is nothing I could do. But in the fullness of time, God sent in his own good time, Jesus the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. His blood was shed that I might go to my inheritance. To be what? What inheritance? The sonship to be a son of God. Now this may just shock you today. Death. And I like that's what is a choking reality because once you realize that it might choke you to death, but you won't choke the son and daughter of God. She knows that the, the inheritance it is to come to that relationship when the life of God Himself comes and dwells in the believer. It's not your life anymore, it's the life of God Himself. We are coming to that by God's grace. Going back to Israel, the Bible says in Hosea 11. When Israel was a child, and I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. The prophet token, take the scripture, says it is scripture that has a compound meaning to refer to Israel, and then it referred to the son, the real son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The law kept them from obtaining the maturity of sonship. In Galatians 4, 1, 5, I feel like it's the right time to put it here, says, Now I say that the heir... As long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so, we, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. 
But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So when we are talking about the children of the Most High, we are not talking about little children. We are talking about the mature children of God. Those who have come to the adoption, those who have come to realization of who we are. And that's where we want to be. And it says here, the one that Jesus Christ has sent his own son, made of women, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The son came in order to set us free. The one who is free, the one who set free by the son of God is free indeed amen the word of god come to set the people free the word of god come to liberate the word of god come to proclaim the jubilee for the bride amen john 11, john 1 says john 1 16 says and of this fullness have we all received grace for grace for the law was given by moses but grace and truth came by jesus christ grace and truth came by jesus christ let me just say it this way. Hopefully I'm not religious. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ not only 2,000 years ago, but also in our age. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth couldn't come by the man William Marion Branham only. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ himself. Brother Branham couldn't bring grace. The man, Brother William Marion Branham, couldn't bring grace. Only God could bring grace. Brother Branham knew all the mystery. He knew the law about marriage and divorce. He knew exactly. You can go through the questions and answers. He knew what the, what the word of God was saying. He knew exactly. He was not looking for a new revelation. He knew after the seven seals had been opened, he knew exactly what it was about marriage and divorce. But he couldn't have the part of grace. Only God could bring grace to the people. And God himself gave him grace. This is for my people. I was listening to one minister one time and he was saying, and he was quoting the word of God and he was right according to the word of God. But I just looked at him and thought, oh God, he's missing one part that is only for the bride of Christ. Only for the people of God. Only for the children of the most high. Only grace can be brought by Jesus Christ. The truth, Brother Balaam couldn't bring the truth by the man himself. It's not the sixth grade or seventh grade person that could come and tell us what about the mystery, the unveiling of God, the future home, the seven seals. It's not the man with his education that could give us those mysteries. Only God could come and give us the truth in our time, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why he could say in his own word, I would have made a terrible mistake today. If the angel didn't come. If it was in himself and how he studied it, he could, he could have made a terrible mistake. But thank be to God, the angel came down and revealed the truth. And the truth set us free. Paul says again, under the inspiration, Galatians 4, 6, 7. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son unto your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou no more servant but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That's why the first pool couldn't bring us to sonship. The second pool couldn't bring us to sonship. But the third pool can bring us to sonship. You are not a servant anymore. 
You are not someone who can have to be follow up anytime and follow up and every time. But now you realize that this word belongs to me. You realize that you are now a son of God. Amen. Paul says again on the inspiration, Galatians 3.25 says, But after that faith is come, we are no longer unto a schoolmaster. For we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We have been under schoolmaster for very long. Through the, long, through the church ages, we have been under schoolmasters, under schoolmasters. We have been under doctrine. We have been under theology. But now we cannot reside under the schoolmaster anymore. Now we are children of God by faith. Faith comes only by the word of God. You couldn't have perfect faith in the time of Luther. You couldn't have perfect faith in the time of Wesley. Rapturing faith lays only in the message of God. Amen. In our time. That's why the word of God has been opened. Now we can say, I am a son of God through faith in the word of God. First Peter 1, 23, 25 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. You cannot be born of any, or the message of, you cannot be born in our time, but the message of the previous, of previous age, you can only be born by the word of God revealed in your age. Only be born and revealed, quickened by the word revealed in your age. That's why this night I'm telling you, you have been begotten by the word of life. I'm talking for those who are born again. Amen. I also like this story, even the political realm, even the current political realm, but I still like this story because it relates exactly to where we are. The story of that slave from Africa, he was a son of a king. No matter what the condition of the outside, they were eating the same kind of food, they were eating they were under the same conditions, they were still under the same hard pains, hard, same life labors, same all different things, but the origin inside of him determined his attitude. He was behaving differently from others because he knew that he was a son of a king. From where he comes from, he was a son of a king. The circumstances on the outside couldn't change what he was. He knew where he was standing. But the Bible even say he was the one encouraging the other ones around him because he knew that he was a son of a king. We are also the son of the Most High. No matter the situation, no matter pandemic, no matter whatever is going on, we are children of the Most High. Amen. If you want to continue putting on those small shirts, it just shows, <laughs> sorry, it just shows who you are referring to as the daughter of. Why do you want to go to the beach and movie theater and other things? It just shows what kind of a child you are. But if, why do you continue to drink alcohol, wine, and all the different things? It just shows which kind of a son you are. But if you're a son of a king, your behavior shows, manifests itself. Like Daniel and the three Hebrews, they knew who they were. The purpose in their heart that they will not defile their bodies because they were the children of the Most High. Nothing on the outside, no matter the pressure of Babylon, we are not going to defile our bodies with the things and the vine of the king or the meat of the king. We are not going to compromise on the word of God. We stay with the word of God. 
If you know where you come from, it determines your attitude. Oh God, give us more, Daniel. Give us more Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No matter what the outside, you stay with the word of God. We don't want the meat of the world. We don't want the corrupt program of the world. You know, sometimes come a program, you know, your children have to follow this program to get this, 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 this. We know our attitude has to be, you have to prove us. Give us 10 years, give us 20 years in the Lord tarries. You see which child will have the right mind. My children are continue to be feeding upon the word of truth. You give your children whatever you have to give them and your programs. You see what will join to stand the condition of the time. In 10 years, only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are going to be standing upon the word of truth. Amen. Amen. Each year the world realizes that the only people who have the sound mind is the bride. Because she is feeding on the word of truth. To be a child, it requires a certain attitude too. It might took certain aspect of Daniel, but Daniel went through many trials. A true child of God must go through trials. But there is a promise. Psalm 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In my study in Bible, I put that as a psalm of Brother Ron Spencer. Because he likes it. Listen to what he says. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 5, 12. You know it, but just reminded. It says, we're talking about the children of God. The Bible says, you have forgotten the exhortation which which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not the chastening of the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when the heart rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth the is chastineth, and scourge every son whom he receive. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with his sons. For what son is he whom the father does not chasten? When we're younger, you know that you made a mistake. <laughs> you see the father waiting you with, uh, with what I have right on my here. You don't like that sight. <laughs> you wish there was another door where you can come and house, but it's just waiting for you there. At that time, you didn't like it. But as you grow, you realize, oh, I needed that. It was important to give you the character. Because power without character is satanic. You need, we need, you and I, we need sometimes God to, to, to whip us a little bit, to bring us on the right, on the right path. But he knows how to whip up properly. He knows. When he's hitting you in the natural, you feel like you are dying. Like, my father doesn't like, I'm dying here. Where is mother? And she's even making sometimes comments to make things worse. Like, she's not helping. <laughs> All the old parents, really. <laughs> she's not helping. It's hard. <laughs> but it was for our character. Amen. Prophet says,
Great testing. Abraham, after all these wonderful things, he was tested after he received the blessing. Abraham was tested. Now there is where people fail. Listen real close now. Don't miss it. The Bible said every son that comes to God must be chastised, whipped. And if we cannot stand the chastisement, we, cannot, we become bastard children, not the children of God. It proved that our faith wasn't what we said it was. We wasn't God what he professed we had. We haven't got what we profess to have. Now we're getting down in some real good Calvinism now. So we have to watch that. Notice, every son that comes to God must be chastened, chastised. The word whip him, cut him to pieces, knock every creed of, out from under him, see, try and see if he's a son of God. Abraham, after received the blessing, after that he was tested. The prodigal son, the secret of his redemption was not because he wanted to work more for the father. It was not because he wanted to show him how a good servant he can be. But the secret for his redemption because he could realize himself that I have a father. I am a son of a father who's over there. Why am I wasting my time here instead of going back to my father? He wanted to be a servant, but the father says, No, the what is inside of you cannot make you a servant. You are a son of God. You are my son to begin with. Come, amen. And he was rejoicing because you repented it. God even today is, is, is waiting for people, maybe someone, someone here somewhere, who can come to realize, actually, I am a son of God. Why am I in this mud? Why am I in these things? Why I cannot overcome those things? Why am I living this kind of life? Come back to the study where you can realize that you are a son of God. You have the power to set yourself free. How? By the word of God. Is it him who can set you free? By the word of God. The term most high is used to show the highest order. It is the highest of rulers, either monarch and anchor and angel and princes. It shows that he's the one who has the last decree, the last decree. As it is the way it says in Daniel 12 times, if you look in the Bible, it says 20 times the most high, the most high, the most high. Daniel 3, 26 Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said unto Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, ye servant of the most high God, come forth, come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego came forth to the midst of the fire. There's a reality here to realize that every time you look in the Bible, a king can put his decree, I'm sharing that with my wife one time, a king can put a decree. You know, this is the decree. No one else, like Nebuchadnezzar, no one else can worship another god. But this god, this golden statue, and no one else can worship. And no one can change this decree. But when God shows his power, the same king who could not change the decree a few minutes ago, is the one who's coming and declaring, this is now the decree of the Most High the only God and the true God is the God of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. How come he's now he has the ability to change the decree? Because he realized that there is someone who is greater and higher than him who has the power to change any decree. So you don't, when you are a son of God, you don't make yourself be bound to the decree 
of the world if it is against the word of God because the decree of God is higher than any other decree. Anybody has, has to come and, alien, and align himself with the decree of God because the decree of God is the absolute. The word of God is the absolute. Amen. In this model, Daniel 4, 17, this model is by the decree of the watcher and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruler in the kingdoms of man and giveth it to whomsoever he will and set up over it, it the basis of man. Daniel 4, 24 says, this is the interpretation of king. This is the decree of the most high. Which is come upon my Lord the King, that they that they shall drive thee from man, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till I know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of man, and giveth him to whomever he will. He's the one who has the last word for every situation. No matter what the situation we are going through, he is the one who has the last decision. He is the one who has the last decree. Oh, I have this report from the doctor. Oh, yes, they, they're taking, they're saying it to the level that they come to, to the level of their knowledge. But don't feel discouraged. There is one who has the higher decree that can be, that is above the report of the doctor. Amen. Do you believe that this evening? Prophet says, if you know positionally who you were, who you was, the prophet speaking, what you are tonight, there won't be a feeble person in here in the midst in the next five minutes. That's right. The thing of it is, you're looking off into a millennium for something to happen when it's already here. Now, we are the sons of God. Not we will be, we are right now. When this night, right now, this minute, we are sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus now. Oh, if you don't recognize that, the supreme authority that Jesus Christ has given to every believer, anything you have desire of, need of, only thing you have to do is ask and receive it. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, it will be given unto you. St. Mark eleven twenty four. That's true. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. So what is your prayer, God? Let my desire align with your desire. Because when my desire aligns with your desire, nothing can stand on the way. Let me have the mind that is your mind. Let me have your word that is your word. Not my word, but your word. Once the two omnipotent meet together, then the miraculous has to happen. Because God says so, and there is a faith of God that believes the word of God, and nothing can stop it to happen. Praise be to God. As a child of God, just use what you have in your hands to fight the enemy. Sometimes we think, oh, I have to be this, I have to do this, I have to be this. The fact that you are a believer 
and you can believe the word of God and just grasp your word of God and stand the word of God, nothing can overcome the word of God. Because when you stand behind the word of God, it's not you fighting anymore. It is the word of God fighting for you. When David was fighting Goliath, he was not relying on how big he was. He was relying upon only what the prophet told to him. You shall be a king one time. So he knew that no matter the obstacle along the way, he's going to be a king one time. He was relying on what the word of God says about him, not about how he feels about the word of God. The prophet says Jesus Christ knew exactly who he was because he knew what the scriptures were speaking about him. The bride knows who she is. She knows she has the secret. The word is in her. Amen. Just an encouragement. Stay with the word of God. The bride of last age, in fact, you cannot separate Sonship with Godship. Adoption 4, prophet says, But did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? Because you cannot separate sonship from Godship. Shocking reality. How many ever know that? How many know that Jesus said so? The Bible said, Jesus said, did you, did you, did not your law say itself that you are gods and you call them God? Which God said in Genesis 2 that they were gods because they were had full domain over the dominion of the world. He gave him dominion over all things. He lost his godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain and Satan took it over. But brother, when... We are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God who will come back and take it over again. Waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets up to the top, when the full sons of God will be manifested, when the power of God will walk out, hallelujah, will take every power that God's got away from him. A little girl, a little sister, not a little sister, but a mother with a little boy, a little child, Realize that he's sick. You don't need to call the whole world. And I'm a daughter of God. I'm a believer. Father, I believe your word. I'm not trusting on myself. I'm trusting in your word. As a son of God, I declare that my son, my daughter is healed. Heaven is backing you up. Because you believe the word of God and recognize who you are. And God comes and says, Amen to the word of God. Amen. That's the stage we are coming to. Amen. But remember the prophet says, don't put it in the millennium. It's right here. Amen. Waiting for the fullness of time when the pyramid gets up to the top. When the full sons of God will be manifested. When the power of God will walk out. Hallelujah will take every power that Satan gods away from him. Yes, yes, it belongs to him. He is the Logos that went out of God. That's true. That was the Son of God. Then he made man that little God. He said, if they call those who the word of God came to the prophet, they call them gods who the word of God came to. 
God said so himself that they were gods. He told Moses, I made you God, made you Aaron your prophet. Oh, few. I may act like a religious crank, but I'm not, as the prophet speaking. But when your eyes come, can come open and see those things, all right, he made man a God, a God in his domain. And his domain goes from sea to sea, from shore to shore. He has the control over it. Look at Shamgar. Shamgar was thinking, I mean, we need maybe to be a, a, an army, a soldier and everything. But once you realize, what a minute. I'm a child of God. What a minute. I'm circumcised. What a minute. This promise belongs to me. What, what a minute. This is what God gave to Joshua. It belongs to me. I can stand on the promises of God. Then look around. He was not looking for something else. He just got a God that he had in his hand. And he killed all the Philistines. God wants you to use what you have in your hand. It might be a little song in the midst of trials. You're just singing just a little song. God, I love you. I love you. I praise you. I thank you. And you see victory coming. Because you are a son and a daughter of God. Maybe it might be just reading the word of God. God, I'm just going to read the word of God in a deeper and pray more deeper. Then you see God manifesting in a supernatural way. Don't look at yourself. Look at the word of God. It says, God right back to Genesis to origin. What is it? For the world and nature is groaning, crying. Everything is moving. What? For the manifestation of the sons of God. When true sons, born sons, filled sons, speak and the word is backed. I believe we are on the border of it right now. Back in 60, we are on the border. Brother God, God bless you. Now it's time to jump over the border. Now it's time to say, this is my procession. This is my land. This is my domain. I'm a son of God. My family is my domain. I'm a son of God. This body belongs to God. It's your domain. Don't let Satan try to take anything, grab anything from you. It belongs to you. The third pool comes to bring back to us sonship, daughtership. Amen. If, if daughtership exists, but I desire so and so certain thing done. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. That how you are presenting, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. It means you recognize your position. I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a manifestation. Oh, brother, my crops are burning up out yonder. I haven't had any rain. I'll send you a raining, a rain in the name of the Lord. There shall come. Oh, waiting, groaning, all oh, nature waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God ordained it at the beginning. He gave man the domain. You know, this quote, we have heard it so many times. But let a moment of trial comes, then realize sometimes without you knowing it, Lord, I heard one time, and now this is my time to claim my domain. Just say amen to the word of God. Oh, sorry. It choked the Pharisees back then. Don't want it to choke you today. The prophet says, 
I'm a part of Charlie Branham in, Lazarus, in Resurrection Lazarus because I was born from Charlie Branham, my dad. I'm a part of him. I've got a forehead like him. My head, my hair was like him. I'm a small man like him. I'm in the nature like him because he's my dad. If we become in the spirit sons of God, deity dwells in the man. Hallelujah. Then you talk about blind eyes being open. They said nothing impossible to God. God said nothing impossible with you if you believe. Not with God, but you. Shocking reality. Do you mean to me? Born in sin, nothing impossible to me? God says nothing impossible to you if you believe. Deity is in man. The very God that stood back there on the mythical platform of the eternities and rolled worlds off of his hand and created these things give you the privilege to be his son. And you are part of him. God dwells in mankind and man himself is deity. Hallelujah. There you are. It might shock you, the prophet says. But study over that a little while. See, God dwells in man. Man becomes a son of God, not him in himself, but the Holy Spirit that in him is God. The creator lives in the creation. Oh my, how I think of that. Then stand with an unwavering faith and ask what you will. It will be done unto you. There it is, God, there he is. Oh God, may it become that a reality. Don't let the Pharisee that is in our mind try to be choked. We want the word of God to have the reality in our soul. Nothing can stand on the way of a true believer. Amen. Can you imagine that in this dispensation, saying anything against the work of the Holy Ghost in the children of the Most High is unforgivable? More than when it was working in his own son. The son Shin today, speaking anything against it is unforgivable. More than when it was in the time of Jesus Christ. Shocking reality. And that being a type of rejecting the prophet says in that generation, there is a great type for that generation that rejected the resurrection had pardon. But this generation who makes fun of the Holy Ghost is unpardonable. Greater is he that rejects the Holy Spirit than he that rejected Jesus Christ in the days of his flesh on the earth. Jesus said so. You speak against the Son of Man, but when they said he was a fortune teller or fortune teller or some evil spirit said, you speak against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven you. But whosoever speak a word against the Holy Ghost shall never forgiven him in this world that is called the working of the Holy Ghost an evil and clean thing when they see the work of God being done. Is it to boast? No. Is it to show God wants to express himself in his children? He wants to express himself to his sons and daughters. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. It's amazing to see the power that God is making in the bride. In Hebrews 1, 4, 6 says, Being made so much better than the angels, as he said, by inheritance, 
Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And I said, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he said, And let all the angels of God worship him. He is the son of God who can be worshipped. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only son of God who can be worshipped. That's why all our glory, all our honor, all, all our praise is unto him and him holy. Because he was the only one who conquered and through his, his victory, we have the victory. We are more than a conqueror through him because he has already conquered. But remember, he has said in John, first, John 1, 11, he says, he came unto his own and his own receiving not, but as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. In other words, when you receive the word of God, and you are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, you are being begotten by the same Father who begotten Jesus Christ. You are begotten to become the Son of God. He says he gives you, once you receive him, he gives you the power to become a Son of God. I look into the word of God, living in the Greek. It's the power, it doesn't say just the power, it means the right. The power is the right, the authority. You have the right to become the sons of God. Not to become like you were not and then you become. It means in the Bible, in, in the Greek, it means ginomai. It means it to arise, to appear in history, to be manifested. It's like someone coming onto the stage. You were not shown, but once you receive, then you appear as a son of God. Once you are born of the word of God, now it's the time of the manifestation of the sons of God. Now is the time you can be expressed as the son of God. Oh, praise be to God. Once you receive the word of the hour, you are born again of the Holy Spirit. You can be manifest. It's the time for you to arise and appear in public showing that you are a son of God, living the life of Jesus Christ. I want you to reveal to you another reality of the children of the Most High. A child of the Most High has zero, zero sin. He has zero sin. He is sinless. He cannot sin. Oh, wow. It's not a shocking to realize that I'm always a sinner. I'm just a sinner. But God says, because you are born of the revealed word of the hour, you have zero sin. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Sin is unbelief. You don't disbelieve the word of God. You believe the word of God. The word of God is you and you are the word of God. Because you are part of the word of God, you can believe the word of God. Amen. No matter how it might seem hard for the people, they have nothing to respond to the word of God. But you have something inside of you that can say that is nothing else but the truth. Oh, praise be to God. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. And in this, the children of God are manifest, the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that should love one another. A child of God does not commit sin. Praise be to God. Another shocking reality, as the eternal Lagos God was manifesting the Son, and in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead boldly, that the eternal one was the Father manifest in flesh, thereby gained the title of Son. 
is the prophet is speaking in the exposition of the seven church ages. It says, as the eternal Logos God was manifesting the Son, and in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead boldly, and that eternal one was the Father manifesting flesh, and thereby gained the title of Son, even so we. So he's putting a comparison there. Oh, I don't, I don't feel like my mind cannot grasp it. I'm sorry. But he's, he's putting there and then said, even so we. Eternally thought in our turn become the many-membered spoken word seed manifest in the flesh. And those eternal thoughts now manifest in the flesh are the sons of God, even as we are so called. We did not become seed by the rebirth. We were seed and therefore we were reborn for only the elect can be reborn. Because we were seed is the reason we could be quickened. In non-seed there is nothing to quicken. Because we were already part of God's thought, that's why we can be quickened today. Denomination couldn't bring us to that revelation of knowing where we are coming from. But the word of God wants it to open. It shows us where we are coming from. That's why you can never be lost. It gives you perfect faith. Oh, I love the message of the hour. Not just for knowledge, but it, it challenged me to realize, oh God, I need you. Oh God, thank you for your grace. You always were, skipping something, you were always a sheep. You were never a pig and a dog turned into a sheep. That is impossible for every kind of life produces the same kind and there is no change in the species. So if a sheep produces a sheep, if a dog produces a dog, if a pig produces a pig, if a cat produces a kitten or a cat, if an eagle produces an eaglet, God produces God. As we were in the thought of God and then expressed in flesh, there had to come a day when we would hear his voice, the word, and hearing that voice become aware of our father calling us and recognize that we are the sons of God. We heard his voice and we cried out as did the prodigal son, Save me, O my father, I'm returning to thee. A son of God can go a long time before he recognizes that he is a son. Even when we were in the world, we were still sons and daughters of God, but we did not recognize that we were sons. Now, even sometimes where we are saved and come to the message, we don't still recognize that we are sons. We still live under the privileges of a servanthood, but God keeps reminding us through the word of God, you are my son, you are my daughter. Don't cry, speak. You have the word of God, just speak. I give you the word, I give you prayer, I give you songs, I give you brothers and sisters, just speak. Stand on your ground as a son and daughter of God. Because you are God. Like that little eagle. She was thinking, or he was thinking that it was just a chicken. Cock, 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 cock. Oh, the days of miracles are past. You know, there is no rapturing faith. 
we have to work with Laodicea, you know, work with the crowd. Homosexual, they need to have their right. Go, 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 go. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but the mother eagles look at that and say, oh, you're not a chicken. But I cannot fly. Uh, first of all, I want to remind you, you are not a chicken. First, you have to realize that you are not a chicken. Once you realize that you are not a chicken, then you can behave different from the chicken. But just, just if, let's just take a little bit of a minute. Just think about those chickens when they saw that mad eagle. <laughs> and what they were telling to the eagle. The eagle don't listen to her. He's going to eat you. She's going to eat you. But that eagle could just think, there is something I can respond to. There is a pool. There is something real. There is something that will resonate to that. You might not feel it, but I feel something resonating to that. There is something real to that voice. There is something that is just real. You didn't, sometimes, I don't know how to put it in my, I got baptized after listening to the message of the preacher preach the message of masterpiece. Maybe I didn't understand so many things, but just that, uh, there is something real about it. And you respond to that, God, I just see that there is a reality inside of that. I want to be that masterpiece. Whatever message that God spoke to you and spoke to your heart, other people didn't understand, but you just say, oh, there is something real to that, God. I want to give myself more to it. Then the mother eagle tells you, jump, Elijah. The chicken could be, you cannot jump there. No, that's not for you. You are going to break your neck and everything. Don't go there. It's a cult. This message, people are a cult. I'm just going to try to jump a little bit. <laughs> go on the internet, the chicken, and they will bombard you different things. They're just chicken. <laughs> but you just know, I'm going to fly. And the more you fly, oh, Set your wings, Igor. Set your wings, Igor. It's not your battle. <laughs> you are a eagle to begin with. But I cannot work. I cannot do this. You are a eagle. Don't stay in the cage of chicken. Don't stay in the cage of depression. You are a eagle who can fly above all these things. Set your wings. Just looking for a place where I can stop. I have so many notes, but you can't help but manifesting the nature of your father because you are his son, you are his daughter. Prophet says, always remember you are God's children. You are from a royal family. You are a royal blood. There is no better blood in the world than yours. That's right. And a royal blood shows itself. That's what it is. It's royal. All believe that say amen. Congregation replies amen. Yes, sir. Shows what you are. I'm a son of a king. I'm the son of the king. My wife is a daughter of the king. How would I treat that king's daughter? How will she treat the king's son? See what I mean? Be real, genuine. Amen. Question and answer. You become, another message says, you become a member. You not servant. You are sons and daughters. You are now sons and daughters of God. A member of God's 
family, my home, my. I might live like in a shack, but I'm the royal blood. There you are, a member of the household of God. That scripture, that what the scripture says. What man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, see, that we should be called the sons of God. Oh my, there they are, the membership. Another quote, another shocking reality of the Son of God. The prophet says, I'll be closing soon, give me a few minutes. Cut every obstacle from human beings that they might be connected like in the Garden of Eden. I was going to choke it, but I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. Let that sink in a heart. Man is omnipotent. You don't believe that, but he is. A man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. That will be my closing. If you are completely surrendered to God, you are omnipotent. So what is the secret? Surrender to God. Did not he say in Mark eleven twenty two, whatsoever things you say and don't doubt in your heart, it will come to pass. You can have what you said. What happens when two omnipotents meet? When God and man comes together, two omnipotents, something's got to shake. Whatsoever you say with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing what is promised, he said in his word, it creates a power that goes out yonder and brings things to pass. Things that is not, it makes them as though they are because two omnipotent have met. Then he said, isn't he wonderful? That's all the journey of a Christian. God is omnipotent, but he's bringing the other part of omnipotence to realize how omnipotent you are. As you are growing through the ladder of God and come to the level of a mature child of God, then the two omnipotent meet together. Nothing can stop. You see the resurrection, the time, the time of Lazarus, the resurrection, Martha had something real inside of her heart. And Jesus Christ himself being God as he was walking, he was just waiting for that, for that seed to be triggered. He was come there and she came to him and she came with the right attitude. Oh, if you, if you, if you had been here, uh, my brother would have not died. But he replied to her, even now, he can still live. I'm still the resurrection alive. I know he will come another time. I know he will be raised another time. I know. But now, even now, I'm still the resurrection alive. And once she came to the level of realizing that as he was speaking, her faith could come and catch the potential that was there. Then the faith was manifested. The two omnipotent on both sides, when they meet, it was the resurrection of Lazarus. The bride, as she's growing, she's just growing to realize more and more who she is. She's walking more and more to realize what the word of God is speaking about her. Then one time, the resurrection will happen. That's the message we have received. Just walk in the word of God. Surrendering more and more to him. More and more to him. The secret is in surrendering more and more to him. We have already all received. What can God do more? 
There's nothing more God can do. There's nothing else God can do. More what he has to do is for us to come to the level where he is. Because he has already given us all the materials to make ourselves ready. Amen. Do you love him this evening? Children of the Most High. I'll just beg your pardon here. Uh, I didn't want to miss this, this, this quote. If you forgive me for that, I'll finish with this one. Perfect faith. He had faith, musicians can come. He had faith with his power. How did he? He said, I can do nothing in myself. Why? He relied upon what he was. He relied in knowing that he was the word. And he had faith in God who made him the word. He was God the word and there was in him and that gave him faith because he understood his position. He knew what he was because the scripture has said he was this. Here every scripture tied in to prove that he was exactly what the scripture said he would be. And he knew what he was. Therefore, he relied upon what the word had made him. If he did that, then can't we rely upon what God made us as believers? That's what God is asking as a question. And we're answering, Lord, we are going to believe because you are the one who made us believers. We didn't make ourselves believers. You made us believers. And we are going to believe and rely on what the word of God is saying about the bride not what the world is saying about the bride. God bless you. Glory to God. Brother John can come help. Oh, he's already here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the King. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the King. Oh, praise God.